Welcome to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast presented by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, April Stearns. Each week for the next year, you'll hear an essay from our book read by the author. Igniting the Fire Within is a collection of stories of healing, hope, and humor, offering an insider's view into today's young breast cancer community. We compiled 50 essays for people diagnosed in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. There is medicine for each of us in these stories, whether you've been personally diagnosed with cancer or not. Wildfire stories in general, but especially the ones you'll hear from Igniting the Fire Within, are stories of transformation. Our storytellers experienced a shift in perspective as a result of something that happened to them. And the cancer diagnosis was not the thing that happened, or it wasn't the only thing. The cancer diagnosis was merely the catalyst for later changes that led our writers to understand deep truths about the world. Each one of them learned lessons that showed them what it is to live, not just survive, in the glare of cancer. We believe deeply that the stories that change us aren't so much about what happened as they are about what came next. And hearing those stories, true stories of transformation, that's what ignites the fire within each of us. A listener note before we dive in, cancer is a salty business and sometimes talking about it and the aftermath requires salty language. Listener discretion is advised. Today's storyteller is Jessica Fox. Jessica is the Vice President of Risk Management in Hudson Valley, New York. She was diagnosed at 43 with DCIS that was hormone positive. Here is Jessica reading her essay titled Paying Tolls. My face lit up and my heart raced as I drove at a quickening pace approaching the toll plaza, arguably a little faster than I should have. There was a giant yellow bulldozer coming into view, and it was smashing the toll plaza to bits. I smiled as I watched the bucket violently tear into the brick and glass, destruction and debris everywhere, and my heart filled with joy. Every time I drove into town, I'd drive by the toll plaza, a sense of resentment and a lump forming in my throat. Day after day, year after year, I'd see it. It was an advertisement for a local hospital. Not a cancer hospital, just a hospital, a regular hospital. I'm not sure if they thought it was funny or tongue-in-cheek. Best I could tell, it was their attempt at a breast cancer awareness campaign. At least that's what I told myself. This local hospital had rented the advertising space in the windows of each of the three toll plazas. The advertisement was yellow and large, filling each window with big blue lettering that spelled out... You can't cure breast cancer. Every time I drove by, I saw it. Every time I saw it, it was like a knife turning in my back. What I haven't told you yet is that beneath it, in very small, tiny letters followed, if you don't know you have it. But the damage was done. The fine print didn't much matter to me because the pain and the fear that breast cancer survivors, such as myself, live with every day of their lives is not a joke. It's not tongue-in-cheek, and it is not something to poke fun at. Every day I drove past the toll plaza, and every day it hurt. Then one day it got worse. I was approaching the toll plaza, and I had the children with me. There was an unusual amount of traffic, so it took an unusually long time to cross the bridge. 
As we sat and waited, cars stopped all around us. The children became restless. We were getting closer and closer to the toll plaza and I was doing everything I could to distract them. Inevitably, it came like a hand grenade on a foggy night at the enemy line. Mommy, the sign says they can't cure breast cancer. Mommy, does that mean they did not cure you? A red hot scream of fury was in my throat and dangerously near the surface, but I swallowed it down. The tiny, if you don't know you have it, was not readily visible to a frightened child. And now because of an advertisement, my children think that I am still sick and have been lying to them. Why? Because it says so right there on the big yellow sign with the blue lettering at the toll plaza. You cannot cure breast cancer. I wanted so badly to scream. I wanted so badly to call that hospital and tell them to remove their stupid signs. There are literally hundreds of ways to promote breast cancer screening. None of them should include invoking unnecessary fear in the child of a mom with breast cancer. But here it was, midday, we had just gotten ice cream and we're enjoying our time together only to have the joy replaced with fear as they stared at the sign and then back at me, waiting for the answer they knew would be coming. Only it didn't come. I firmly and clearly stated, oh no, that sign is not correct, my loves. They can cure breast cancer. They did cure me. And I went off bumbling on and on in a lame excuse for some horrible marketing executive that thought that sign was a good idea perhaps an ode to pink October. Several days later, we crossed the bridge again and they felt it too. Mommy, they said, it's gone. Oh, thank goodness, the sign is gone. Mommy, you must be so happy it's gone. We are so happy it's gone. The celebration was short-lived as we again embarked on a conversation desperately trying to find grace for the horrible sign that was there for far too long and the horrible people that put it there. As I bumbled on again, I tried to explain that it was an attempt at an awareness campaign. Awareness for what, they asked. Awareness that you need to take care of your body and make sure that you have your doctor's appointments and necessary tests done, I responded. What happens if you don't, they implored. Well, I replied, if you don't take care of yourself, if your doctors don't know you are sick and your body needs help, it's harder for the doctors and the treatments to help you. So it's really important to visit your doctor and to get your test done, innocent enough. In the silence that followed, I heard the unmistakable hissing as another grenade launched. Mommy, did you get all of your testing done? They asked. Yes, of course I did, I lied. That's how they told me I had cancer and that's how they were able to cure me. And as if beautiful fireworks were about to fill the sky, there was a long quiet and then the whistle just before the explosion. Mommy, were you scared when they told you you had cancer? The words exploded like fireworks right there in the car. I didn't take a breath, but I paused and whispered the truth. Yes. Yes, I was very scared when they told me. His big blue eyes connected with mine, and he quietly said, I was scared too. As his eyes welled up with the tears that slowly slipped down his cheek, leaving marks on his blue jeans that wouldn't be dry before we arrived at our friends. 
change the subject. She was screaming in the background over muffled tears of her own, her hands over her ears and her tiny body trembling. I hate this, mommy. I hate it. I hate that you left. I hate that I couldn't see you. Mommy, I just wanted to be with you. And you left. You were gone, she sobbed. And suddenly disoriented, I'm there back in 2018, standing naked in my hospital room, staring at my blood all over the floor, wondering if I will live another day to hug my babies, all because of a toll plaza. I'm April Stearns, and you've been listening to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn. Check us out at wildfirecommunity.org to order your copy of the book so you can read along each week. You'll also find our magazine and storytelling workshops there. Big thanks to our producer, Bill Smith of Shoe Production, and our production assistant, Monica Haro. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. If you like what you hear, tell your best friend, tell your mom, tell your oncologist. I mean, really, tell everyone you know. Or head into your podcast app and leave us a starred review to help others find their way to igniting their own fire within. Fire within.